You're riding on the Denial Bus with Patty Crouch and Holly Gates. Okay, guys, I'm really excited about this interview, mainly because she's one of my old college friends, and she's just a fun person, and she's kind of has the personality, and she's she's confident being her, which is so refreshing in this day and age, and I kind of get jealous of her every now and then because I feel like I want to be more me, and I can't be more me. Anyways, her name is Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Hey, how's it going, Patty? It's going really well. I'm super excited about interviewing you and I'm like can't I've got, I'm almost like giddy like I'm I don't know why but like you're just really cool and I think this is gonna be a fun podcast it, maybe just fun for you and I to do it hopefully it's fun for the listeners as well to listen to well, you I'm know excited. as long as we're as long as we're having fun I think that's the important part here exactly the rest will just get on the bandwagon it'll be fine it'll be great I'm stoked uh, yeah, yeah this is probably gonna be like the number one rated listening one so anyways yes. um so yeah okay so the, one, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is because you live a totally opposite life of me. <laughs> like, total yeah, opposite. Um, and not just because you're in Texas, but, like, the main reason is because you have a specially gifted, brilliant child. And I don't. <laughs> like, I don't. I just don't. Like, he's not specially gifted at all. My girls are average. With their, you know, dyslexia bit. But Jackson is definitely cognitive de- cognitively delayed. He is marked as intellectual disability. Like, he is the exact opposite of your daughter. You know, though, I, like, I'll stop you there because, like, I always like to reframe this for people and say, like, he's just, all the kids are just differently abled. So my kiddo, she's differently abled than your kiddo, than the kiddo down the street. And it's not like... I don't know. People get that like that stigma of like, yes, they they want the label of disability or gifted. I'm like, no, they're just they're just different, and it's okay. Because whereas you know, my daughter, my son, maybe you know, have an ability in this area, they may totally miss out on stuff that your kiddos pick up on. So hey, stop beating yourself up, man. You got you got a rocking kiddo there. You got three rocking kiddos. I do. And just different different abilities. Life's good. We all need that mix. We do. And if you're going to put them on a spectrum, they are on the different sides of the spectrum. What, yeah, I like what, to say everyone's on the spectrum. We all So are. look at that. We're all inclusive now. You're all right? inclusive. Everyone's thought. It's just, it's the different sides of the seesaw. Exactly. Sometimes. Exactly. And sometimes people try to jump off the seesaw, but that, that's not our people. But there's <laughs> other people, you know. <laughs> that makes sense. I, I love yes. the way you put that because it's like I... I vacillate with that, and that's something I do struggle with because Jackson is so cognitively behind than his like his sibling was well, siblings. Well, yes, his siblings, but like his peers is what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. That yeah. it, so that's one of those moments where I, I always get slapped in the face of like what he can't do, and I have to remember what he can do. You know, like that he is. I'm still figuring out his strengths because right now, you know, throwing shit is a strength, and that's not exactly what I want him to do. Dude, you don't <laughs> so, know, man. Think about it. Like, oh. 10 years ago, we didn't think kids sitting in front of a computer playing a video game were really going to amount to much. And now they're making, like, 20 times the amount I make in my lifetime just by posting a YouTube video. So you never know. That that, that throwing true. stuff skill could I, really come through for him. I still don't understand you know? YouTubers, though. This is my age coming out. Like, I don't <laughs> get people watching people do play video games dude my my son loves it 
and I and there's like these screeching sounds that come and I'm like who's dying and it's just this and that's not even a teenage boy on the video it's like a grown man screaming because like a creeper jumped out at him or it's, uh, it's just it's I don't know it's, I don't know it's I don't yeah. I don't claim it's to no Mario it. no it's no Mario I'm like where are the that turtles one? you just bop and, and they go away and then you use their shell as a weapon which in reality they're probably in there and you're throwing hey. turtles that's not very humane why hasn't PETA jumped you on know, that you know it's, it's amazing but maybe something that, I don't know not realistic I don't know we, we can get away with everything nowadays though that's but. true Okay. Anyways, we back, to, back to the focus. <laughs> back to the focus. We got distracted again. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen a lot. Okay. Cool. So <laughs> your daughter, Dakota, tell her, tell us about your journey with her. Okay. So I have two kiddos. Dakota's my older one. And um, I like to, I like to think that they came, both kids came out like super awesome because I made this little song up in the hospital. And, uh, it applied to both, so Maverick, my son, got the same song. It's like, Dakota, Dakota Marissa got an A-plus on her first test. Dakota, Dakota Marissa got an A-plus on her blood test because it came out A-positive. So then my thought was, if they can come out of me already having an A-plus, these kids are going to have to do something well, right? Mm. Because it's like, boom, God gave you an A-plus before you ever started. And I don't, I am not a positive, so um, that's okay. I'm dealing with it. But uh, We still love you, Andrea. Yeah, I I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, But yeah, when she came, um, you know, super awesome. She didn't really, though, speak. She did like some baby sign language and stuff until my son came along about a year and a half later, at which point she's like, well, crap, I've got to say something or I'm never going to get attention again. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> so I knew she like she was picking up baby sign language. There's nothing freakier than like waking up in the middle of the night and there's this little baby hand in your face that's like squeezing its fist to tell you that she wants milk and it terrifies you like a horror movie. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, she picks up on stuff pretty fast. Um, but then you know, as we kept going, I actually was lucky enough I got to be a preschool teacher for a couple years. Oh, so really? when she was yes, when she three to five, we were still living back in Tennessee. And um, I got to be a preschool teacher. For the most part, I'm like, she was right on par with everyone else. Occasionally, she'd be a butthead to me because I was mom. But, you know, for the most part, you know, normal, everyday something. Uh, And then we moved down to Texas when she started kindergarten. And so I could start to see just a little differences in how she carried herself. She was a little bit more reserved. But I have clearly remember, and I'm just, I apologize for rambling. So you just kind of. No, you're good. Cut me off when I ramble too much. Uh, it was towards the beginning of kindergarten. And or actually, back up a little. I remember when I taught preschool and I'd have parents come to parent conferences and say, is my child ready for kindergarten yet? And my, my first instinct was to say, is your child breathing? Because I really, I still think kindergarten is, should be where any kid goes. That's where they start to learn things yeah. um, outside the home. But no, apparently kindergarten, for any of any of your listeners that don't have children, has become like, if your child's not reading before they get to kinder, if they don't know how to do basic yeah. multiplication, I swear, it's ridiculous. Kindergarten is the, the new, new third grade. grade. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's it ridiculous. It totally is. I'm like, we didn't have to do that until like the end of first grade. 
So they want these no, kids to enter in with like two years of education already under their belt. And it's like, yes. um, no, yeah. like we were just making sure like they were getting potty trained. Like we thought that yeah. was the need that needed to be met, mm-hmm. you know? It's yeah, crazy. No. Super crazy it, and, what it is. The level that they changed. It's ridiculous. And I actually taught first grade for five years before teaching um, secondary. And I'm like, wow, we are asking a lot of these kids. But I remember her going into kinder and we had read to her. So she had that exposure words. I knew some of her classmates didn't. But she came home one day and she's like, I want to read. And it's a little froggy. If you haven't read the froggy series, yeah, I love froggy. The froggy little phonics book, though. So it's very basic. And she got so pissed off because she could not read it to the point that she was almost going to throw this book. And I'm like, girl, chill. Now, this is a common theme as we go through life right now. There's times that she just gets so mad she doesn't get anything, that she just doesn't understand it. Really? Well, like 24 hours later, she's reading. And I'm like, where did this come from? Like, that's one of the things I've always, I've noticed more with her. Like, my son, also gifted. Um, oh, he something. is? Okay, I was. He, he, he is. That gives me a um, sigh of relief because I was like, dude, that would suck for him. No. Like, <laughs> like average, even if he's like slightly above average, like how sucky would that be for him to be like my brother, my sister's Mensa genius and I'm just okay. Like that you would know, suck. Nah, nah. They're definitely like both gifted kids, but in different ways too and different personalities. Whereas Maverick can be more outgoing and everyone loves him because he's just like, that lovable, em- empathetic guy that everyone everyone wants to be friends with. Dakota's more like introvert and stuff. But what I really know is with Dakota is like, if you throw that challenge out, like she couldn't read that book, then she goes, She some things come e- so easy that she gets super duper frustrated. And I don't know how her little mind does this, but, and I don't know why I call it little mind because the girl's like taller than me now and bigger than me. But How old is she now? Um, She's 13 now, okay, and she's about two inches taller than me, so I like to kick her in the back of the leg every once in a while, so she has to shorten <laughs> down, because, you know, <laughs> got to keep in spot. Um, but she, like, these challenges come up, and she's able to figure out somehow on her own, because I'm not going to take credit for any of this outside of, like, I tell her, like, hey, good job, and she figures out how to, how to get it done. So you never sat there and started helping her read? No, she because just... she get mad because I'm mom, you know, and I think it was maybe she was she was getting ready for those teenage years that we're in now to remind me that your mom doesn't count. I mean, I clearly remember her arguing with me one time that it's impossible. Mrs. So-and-so at school said the answer to this math problem, something times zero had to be one. I'm like, sweetie, that's not possible. If you multiply something by zero, it's zero. And she would get all frustrated until Mrs. So-and-so at school. Like, oh, yeah, that's how it is. She's like, oh, well, Mrs. Owens says that it's right. I'm like, you're killing me. <laughs> it doesn't matter what I say. <laughs> Does she do the same thing uh, with Reed, your husband? Um, she likes to do it more with me. Apparently, uh, from what people like tell me, like, oh, you're her safe person. And I'm like, I don't want to be the safe person all the time. Oh, I get that. I want to be the one, like, a little fear of God in you, but that doesn't really work. Apparently, I'm, no. I'm, I'm too lovable, so she likes I to I think one day when we're, like, one day when we're grandparents, we're going to appreciate that we're that safe person. But right now, it just sucks. Because I'm like, really? You're yeah. going to punch me in the head? Like, like really? What? Like, come on. Come on. Share, share the wealth. I um, know. Jackson's I know. Like, I'm like, do you see any aggression at school? They're like, oh, no. 
None at all. He's the uh, one that we don't have to tell him to, to use his hands safely. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that's all I yeah. ever say is gentle hands, gentle hands. Watch your body. Anyways, you okay. know, I like, yeah. And I like to say like, you know what? She's in her teenage years. And if, if I ever kill her, no one's going to believe she ever bust an attitude because she, she and my son are both these perfect public babies. And I'm like, seriously? You're her, sa- but, her safe person. Any- <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. So, so yeah. And so Dakota's just always figured out things quickly in her mind. Just kind of, I need the challenge needs to be done. I need, I need, I need to figure it out. And from that, I mean, we saw pretty early on that she was, she could fit in socially, but you could see her kind of pulling herself back too because she didn't quite feel like she always fit in and was ever quite the same. And so that led to jumping down the road she skipped third grade and then she skipped half of seventh grade and so she looks she's going into high school next year she looks like a high schooler even though she's like a year younger than everyone else um she still she just seems like a shy kid now um and so i think part of she skipped third grade yeah apparently i think they learned cursive there so you know She'll never know how to make do a signature. I just tell her, I'm like, write your name really fast. Yeah. Write really fast. All you need to see is a first letter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're fine. You'll you'll be Um, great. You'll be great. Oh, that's just crazy because that, that's just crazy to me because the jump from second grade to third grade is like huge, but it's huge because you're no longer reading you're no longer learning to read, you're reading to learn, which might, um, you probably heard this 50,000 times because that's like the dyslexic, mm-hmm. like, thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but if she already knew how to read in, you know, kindergarten or before she went to kindergarten, then, like, that's not going to be that big of a deal, you know, because yeah. she's already learning, she's already reading, learning by reading instead of reading whatever. Mm-hmm. You got me. I get, yeah, I get um, you. Okay, so she skipped third. Yes. So then how did, okay, how... So or by kindergarten, you're like, okay, she can really learn really quickly. She's mm-hmm. right. So then, did a yeah. teacher ever go up to you and like, by, did you already did you get her tested at some point so that it could be like legit, written in the okay. you know whatever? Or so, did the teachers yeah. come to you and say, you know, like my sister, my brother was smart, and they were like, mm-hmm. he's bored, we need to test him, and so they tested him, and then he went to the gift class, kind of thing. Yeah. So Dakota, I think. I don't know if maybe we looked it up, but I knew in like January they they opened up the testing for gifted program for all kindergartners, and so it was a basic. I don't know if the teacher said much, but I mean I had I had the idea. We uh, my husband and I had the idea that you know she's gifted. She needs to be challenged different ways because my husband gifted, but if he got bored, he would get into trouble. Dakota gifted and Maverick gifted. Both are pleasers. Definitely more so Dakota in general. Maverick will occasionally come home and say, like, yeah, that was boring. Dakota will, will like do all the busy work you give her and just mentally think, this is a waste of time, but the teacher asked me to, so I should do it. Oh, my gosh. I and hate we you. Can tell. I, like, hate you right now. <laughs> Not really, but, like, I hate you and I knew this feeling was going to come up because I actually told I told Heather I was talking to Heather this morning and yeah, I told yeah. her I was like I'm really excited about the interview this whatever and I was like she's a gifted kid she's like I hate her already <laughs> I was like, I know. but I was like but that's why I wanted to interview you because there's these 
struggles, like you probably hate hearing that. Like you probably hate hearing the fact that like, because you have your own issues. She's still a teenager. She's still giving you crap. She's oh, still yeah. giving you attitude. Oh, yeah. She probably still, you know, took toys from her brother. She probably still did some of these things that would annoy any parent, you know, like she's still a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this being a foster parent, I'm just like, there's things that you, you hear that you're like, oh, you probably is one of them. People probably say they hate you all the time because you had this kid <laughs> that's easier on the outside of like, well, you don't have to like push her to do work. And she is a pleaser, so she'll do anything she's asked of. I'm like, what? That's crazy. So, wait, wait, know, so is that true? Is that something that people, a lot of people say to you, and you're just like, ugh, roll your eyes and be like I, nice and be like, <laughs> thank you. I think that, um, you know, definitely I'll have teachers come up to me saying how they love her and how she's great in class and stuff like that. Um, you know, when it... I think a a lot of what I notice with her and I think the teachers and really why it's not necessarily that she's a pleaser and will do work, even if it's God awful boring, which is a battle that we face, but that's a battle I think with the whole educational system that we can get into. But, um, I want to, because yeah, even if the teacher doesn't recognize she's younger, it's, they recognize that there's something about her personality that she's much more reserved Mm-hmm. and there's been certain teachers that can pull her out of her shell and they really become like her go-to person um, because otherwise like she overthinks everything and so mm-hmm. when it comes to hey my friend sent me a text message out of the blue and what does she mean by this or I typed something back she hasn't responded what do I do now Does that mean, did I say something off? Are they, and it comes a lot down to judging, I think. And I don't know if it goes with the fact that she's younger than the others, but I don't think so. Or if it's like her quote unquote giftedness, but a constant like, oh yeah, they're, they're judging me for either like the way I look or the fact that I'm younger or that I know the answer. And we've been lucky because she's kind of of the opinion that, well, I'm still going to be me but she's but because of that she's so reserved in it because she's thinking everyone's looking at her and everyone is making that sound doesn't oh she's that smart kid over there she's, and so she's become yeah, insecure in it rather than arrogant in it yes and i think like i like with us in the family she can get a little more arrogant about it you know it's fine she knows she's in the same <laughs> thing and I, I definitely appreciate that she doesn't dumb herself down around other people um but she she definitely pops herself into comparison situations in like the craziest ways where no one else I'm like no one's watching you right now no one's noticing that you got that grade no one's noticing that you wrote yeah. this but to her she's seeing oh it's other people are noticing and other people are judging me and it's that that's you know, a huge battle and it, it's getting better and I think she's like excited for high school because it'll be a new group of people she's going to like a different high school and it's not gonna be with everyone and it's not she's never been picked on or anything like that but it's like all internalized I'm like your brain has to stop firing you gotta slow down because she can't you know it's just a lot to process wow okay because that's similar to Zandy my daughter right because, like, she will, like, her brain can't stop. 
Like yeah. it's the ADAD, ADHD tendencies in her, mm-hmm. which I don't know if it, we haven't had her tested for that, but it's also could be part of the trauma and who cares what it is. Well, I yeah. Know, but you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. Where their brains don't stop. And so hers is on the other side where it's like, it's constantly being cerebral of like thinking, thinking, thinking of all the outcomes of why this could have happened. Why could have that happened? Like maybe it was this, maybe I should have done this differently. Like going, I spiral into that. My, when I, when I get anxiety, yeah. That's where I go. I spider. Mm-hmm. I spider web out. Yeah. Um, exactly. Interesting. Okay. Because this is all fascinating to me because I don't have brilliant kids. Um, yeah. Uh, I think there's, there's more similarities between the kids, I think, than, than you realize. Just because it's just the way that I think some of those things manifest, um, I bet are pretty similar regardless of whether it's a struggle in school, a struggle processing something, um, yeah. a struggle just within self and things like that. Well, like Zandi would say that people are looking at her because she's stupid. And Dakota would say people are looking at her because she's bro- smart. Yeah. You know, but there's still the same struggle of not being confident being. Yeah. Them. Like how do you cope with that? How? Yeah. And that, yeah. The, this, it's the same ground of insecurities, you know, of insecurity of themselves or confidence yeah. and self-esteem kind of thing. Yeah. Which is why I'm so For like. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, um, this is so fascinating to me. Uh, okay. So then around so some, some January of kindergarten. So you knew, mm-hmm. knew early, I mean, you knew early on and then you kind of like, just was like, we got to get her going. Cause we, yeah. See, okay. Okay. I need to give something to the audience real fast. Okay. All right. Go for it. We went to a college, Southwestern university, the Harvard of the South is what it used to be called. <laughs> The uh, pirates are. Yep. What's our favorite letter? <laughs> Anyways, so this school, like I, I, I found a, I, I came upon it. I stumbled upon it because of my friend T, which weird. Gotta love T. Yeah, like your work best friend. Like it's she crazy. is. She's amazing. She is. I love how this world works. She, I know. Her dad was like. Uh, I'm going to this college. You want to come and invited me along. So I went and she was in a place soccer, which is weird because you played soccer and the goalkeeper for Southwestern. And she actually visited the school, did a whole overstay. I believe maybe I'm making that up to you. You can tell me, go ahead and text me. Right. Truth or not. Right. So that's just weird. That whole connection. Anyways. So I got there and I remember looking around my freshman orientation and everyone is like valedictorian and salutatorian and like really smart and gifted and brilliant. And I just went, I fell through the cracks. I got to make sure no one realizes that I'm just average. Like, I know I'm not stupid. Like I know I'm not stupid, but I'm not Mensa. Like I'm not. And everyone at Southwestern felt so smart to me. But it's like, they were all cultured too. Like, I didn't know what they were talking about so many times, especially freshman year. I'm like, they're referring to, to this literature, this, this film. And just in those like high, like not saluting, but you know, just like extra intelligent way. And I'm like, yeah, I, I play soccer. I play soccer. Well, I didn't even do that. I'm like, please don't tell on me is if someone finds out they're going to kick me out of the school and been like, Oh, it was another Patricia Gutierrez that was supposed to come. Like it wasn't supposed to be you. We got it mixed up. Like I honestly was like, uh, um, so in my head, like you're brilliant, like everyone else at the school. And so was Reed. Cause you and Reed, your husband met 
yeah. at, on, at college, right? That is so true. Um, if uh, if you get injured, it's always good to have an athletic trainer in your pocket, and I just happen to marry mine. So, you know, he's more than in the way to go. Okay, sorry. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, okay. So, it makes sense that you have brilliant kids. Like, I forgot why I was going there, but I needed to tell the, the people that you and Reed are, like, also on the Mensa level to a certain extent. So Yeah, to, I, don't, like, I don't know. I'll, I'll, to give Reed that credit. You know, I like to fake it till you make it, and it's taken me so far in life that I'm cool with it. I'm, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't I'm, know. So you were pretty. I felt like you were pretty smart too. We, you know, I then I did a great job of faking it. We're totally fine. We're, I mean, Don't give away late. my secret. They already gave me a Dakota, and I paid my student loans. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I graduated. Anyways, okay. Yes. So it makes sense that like you guys going back to the story <laughs> it yeah, makes yeah. sense that reed would realize and recognize like oh these are some of the things i would had gone through like you said like yeah he would get bored and then he would act out so instead of trying to have that child like automatically getting her tested so that she can be on the right track yeah did someone yeah. Did, did anyone like go uh no because we're crazy parents like that's what you are like i don't think there's really a, per- a parent who's not crazy like you're crazy yeah no no there, there's something going they're, on if they're not. all yeah. levels of crazy kid parents right oh yeah oh, I mean, yeah i always go in telling the school that i'm like i'm a crazy parent but i'm on a crazy crazy parent so you're good you're yeah okay, you know? <laughs> just know where where you are on the crazy parents get I, I, I know, you know? i'm yeah. not like anyway anyways okay so <laughs> did anyone ever tell you like oh no everyone's he's like everyone thinks our kids are brilliant you know to a certain extent your mom they they're they're amazing. Like my kids are amazing. Like even Jackson, like you yeah. said, is brilliant in his own ways. I just got to hone his skills a little bit better. Um, yeah. So did anyone like question you or they're like, Oh no. Yes. Like we need to get her tested or, you know, I mean her kindergarten teacher is phenomenal. And the, that was that teacher had taught other grade levels. It was her first year teaching in kinder. And she still comes, she, she's come up to me since she's like, I'm so sorry that Dakota had me that first year because there's so much more I know that I would have done. But she would tell me, she's like, you know, Dakota's special. And, you know, being the mom, I'm like, yeah, you know, try and play humble. I'm like, yeah, I know, you know. <laughs> um, but when she got identified in and how our district works, when she got identified in, then there's a uh, Gibson Town and a GT teacher on the campus that would pull those kids like once or twice a week and do some different kind of enrichment activities. And that teacher um, is really the one that she's like, no, you don't understand. She's, she's, she's really, she's really smart and really fostered that in Dakota. And I think that was Dakota's first um, experience with someone that really recognized how unique and special she was. And not just because, yeah, she's a pleaser or yeah, she's smart, but, for the whole package. And that teacher, uh, Miss Taylor, I'm just going to call her out, um, mm-hmm. did phenomenal um, just kind of helping kind of build it up, build her up, and just make school, which she would go through and would kind of, you know, be bored and just kind of going stuff, really helped her in the, especially like the, the next, I think, three years until, um, until that teacher retired really helped her to find more interest and passion and stuff that was going in school because as we know school can can get become a grind whether you're the high kid the low kid the medium kid 
and school yeah. definitely like if she catches on the stuff so fast the teachers you can only do so much I'm a teacher you can only do so much in a classroom when you regardless of the number of kids you have to make sure you're meeting every kid within an easement yeah because you're, you're gonna you're only and human. so <laughs> you're only human. yeah exactly I mean, obviously the quarantine taught everyone that we're actually quite superhuman, but not at that level <laughs> that we <laughs> can really reach. And so that that first GT teacher really helped to make so that school's like, oh, this is exciting. So the first thing I'd ask everybody is like, so do you have GT today? What'd you do? More than, hey, what'd you do in math today? Because at that point, I mean, even by second grade, she was taking math up in third grade already because she would already... Like she catches on to stuff so quickly. She learns um, quickly and then understands yeah. quickly. Yeah. Complete and opposite of Jackson. Jackson, it's like repetition, 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 repetition. Like he will probably not get his letters really until like second grade. Because mm-hmm. it's just, his brain doesn't, yeah. where the impact of the damage is, like yeah. he just can't retrieve things. So he may know it, but not mm-hmm. be able to retrieve it. And hers is on the opposite end where it's like, she knows exactly where to file it and where to go so that she can learn how to do it and then use it in the future. Like that's amazing to me. Okay. Yes, but she can't remember to flip the laundry. I mean, come on. I don't get well, it. Well, okay, I can't, I can't blame her for that. I, I forget to turn it on. Like, I remember Dude, it's to outside flip her it. door. It is outside her bedroom door. It is right there. You have to walk past it. You have to put a timer but, on for me, and I have to. Then I go to the timer, and then I realize that it started, and then I start it, and then I start the timer over again. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. But, okay. No, that's so, awesome that you had someone like Miss Taylor to, like, teach her to be yeah. empowered by this because that's my other question yeah. is like how do you balance like your brain is different but that doesn't make everyone else lesser you know I don't and she's never seen it like that um anything I can tell I've never can I, I can't really think of a time where she's ever turned around and said yeah the people in my group aren't as smart are um, the, anything like that. She may get frustrated because like a lot of kids, they don't like group work, but that's just how the world's going. You're going to have to suck it up. And that's more yeah. so to do with like, you know, people getting stuff done, but she's always just, I mean, and I don't, I don't know. It's just, I did such, it must be this. It must be that I did such a good job. Me and, and Miss yes. Christy, her preschool teacher obviously did such a good job in preschool yes. that we uh, taught her how to be kind and <laughs> taught people. Okay. But, um, but no, it's, I don't well, think. Well, I mean, honestly, you've been for 13 years being an example of being kind. And we're going to get into that. Like, that's one of the quickies I want to talk to you about, your kindness videos. Good and like, Good like, you, you, your whole motto is to keep smiling and be kind. Like, just be kind and smile. Like, I don't, I think that's your motto. I don't know. What is it? So Yeah, yeah. Keep smiling. Keep smiling. Yeah. So, you I know? mean, so it, she's had 13 yeah. years of an example of like, oh, no, you're just supposed to be kind. You're just supposed to be kind. Like, that's who you're supposed to be yeah. is kind. So that makes complete sense. So I know you're joking saying it wasn't you, but it is you. Like you did a phenomenal <laughs> job being an example of being kind, which is way better than being words than words can say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Go you. Thanks. Let me give myself a pat on the back right now. Feeling it. Thanks. I just came to get pumped up by you. Thanks, Patty. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Okay. So where to next? Okay. So she's in that. She skips third grade. So how do you... Yep this side this so we had conversations about holding the girls back Mm -hmm. a year once we realized they were dyslexic we were like maybe we should keep them 
back a year. And so it was between, it wasn't actually when they were dyslexic. It was like, they didn't stay in class long enough to actually be in kindergarten. So it was like, maybe gotcha. we should redo gotcha. it. Right. Cause yeah. they're runners. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But then we realized like the social emotional, like they were, they needed to be in the grade that oh. they're supposed to be in because they are not socially emotionally kindergartners. They're socially emotionally. Yeah first grade and it'd be more detrimental for them to not be with their peers socially. So we didn't hold back. So how's that? How did you read like process through that of like, okay, okay, so we're going to, and did you guys go, Oh no, we need to do it. Or did the teachers say we need to do it? And then how do you go about doing that? Okay. So if we go to when she was in second grade, um, working with her GT teacher, we already knew that she was she was advanced enough that just going through normal second grade curriculum programming just wasn't going to challenge her enough. And it was, I believe the GT teacher is like, let's, let's go ahead and let's just see if we can work out the schedule so she'll be in her second grade classroom all day except for math and she'll go up to third grade for math. And so we gave that a try. And it worked out brilliant. You know, she was still rocking math. She still got to be with her friends because one thing about both my kiddos is all through elementary, they were in the dual language program. And so they were also getting some instruction in Spanish. It wasn't like a full immersion, but they would do like science, social studies in Spanish and things like that. Okay. And in doing it that way, your class stays the same. So after like Dakota went into it in first grade, because we didn't know about it in kinder and then pretty much after first, kids can't jump back into that class. They can only come out. So you end up with the same kids and you can control the class size, which is kind of awesome because it can't get huge like the other classes because there's yeah. just one English I language. And so she was comfortable. She'd been the same kids in first grade. Now it's the same kids in second grade. And for her, awesome because she's a little more reserved, more shy. And that way she can establish those friendships and stuff. So the only time that she really would get quieter was going up to that third grade for math. And that seemed to work well. Uh, you know, she was still just going with the flow. She was doing brilliant in, in class. She wasn't really super challenged. I mean, and the teacher would tell you, she's like, I'm doing, I'm trying these different things with her because I know she needs more. And so I've got to say, especially through elementary Teachers went above and beyond to try and find ways to engage her more. That's awesome. Because they could recognize, I know, um, they could recognize that she needed something extra. And I think they also recognized, which thank goodness, they didn't just try to make her the helper. Because (laughs) there's nothing worse than trying to make her the helper. She's like, like, mommy, I don't know. I, I don't know how to teach this to someone. I just know this how it works. And that kid that kid's just annoying. I'm like, I know, I know, girl, I know. And so That's like the total we, opposite of Zandy. Like Zandy, they're like, yeah. let's make her the helper, but secretly we'll be teaching her and she'll be learning. She's <laughs> thinking she's the helper. That's really There funny. you go. Okay. And Dakota's like, No, I don't want to do that. Um I don't know why, and, I just know it is. Like I make some Yeah. <laughs> and so we get to the end of second grade. She, once again, teacher's doing a phenomenal job, but we're meeting with her second grade teacher, her GT teacher, the principal. We're like, 
okay, we need to come up with a game plan. There needs to be something more to make sure she Do you initiate this pitched. or does the school district initiate this? We pretty, we did. Okay. We did. You know, from what we could see, having spoken to the teachers, um, we went ahead and initiated it. Okay. And it was at that point that the idea of, okay, what if she skips over third grade? Because eventually, you know, your school only goes up to fifth grade for elementary. You, the, the principal had told us, so like, whatever we des- you decide, we'll make sure that we do what we can to try and keep her engaged and challenged. They're like, she'll get to fifth grade. I, the two principal like, I don't know if that means we're going to have to, like, video her into a middle school math class or what. We'll figure it out. And then in those discussions, it came up, well, what if she tries to skip a grade? Uh, my initial response was like, no, no. I thought just socially, I was really afraid of her jumping up that grade and being like the odd kid out. And yeah. and it's interesting now because years later after this, she'll say that she felt that when she moved up. And I'll talk about that in a second. But she never said anything. She until felt, years later. She felt like she was that out. She felt like that odd man out. But my husband's like, look, I don't want her to be bored. And Dakota's like, I want to try to take the test to, to go. Because then I think part of it, my husband and I are competitive and we instilled that in the children probably, that she's probably like, ooh, something I need to beat. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Um, and so the testing, they, they do, it's, it's horrible testing. Okay, I'm going to start here. If you hate state normal assessment, you're going to hate how they run the test to advanced grade. So it's summertime when she takes it and you have to get 80% on four tests, uh, language arts, math, science, and social studies. So I'm like 80%. Ooh, kind of big. What they do is you take those tests over two days. You have a child who has just finished second grade for a four-hour test in the morning on a Monday, eat lunch, have a four-hour test in the afternoon oh, that, that same sounds day. Sounds miserable. Come back the next day and do the same thing again. That sounds Suck. miserable. I know, um, but in the end, um, we didn't get the results. We were waiting on them to come back, and so it was time for the school year to start. So she starts with her normal kid she's been with in third grade. And by Wednesday or Thursday, the first week, the results come back and she's, she's advanced on. So she can tell you like probably every bit of this, but that Friday comes and it's like the end of the day. So what the GT teacher is, has, was an amazing bridge for us to help us here. She's like, okay, I'm just going to get Dakota at the end of the day for like that last 30 minutes hour. And we'll go ahead and we'll go into her new class with her new classmates so that she can kind of see them before the weekend. She gets this chance, like it's melodramatic, but like to say bye to the, the her class. And so, so, yeah. And so in doing it, it, in Dakota's eyes, it seemed like from an outsider perspective, it the, the GT teacher said it, it didn't seem as this, but this is how Dakota's internalized it. She recalls gathering her stuff and everyone in her 
third grade class saying, bye, Dakota, we'll see you later. And so she's getting, like, carrying her stuff down the hallway with the, you know, with her other teacher to go in the fourth grade class. And just, she's like, I just saw everyone staring at me. And she's like, I just wanted to cry. And I think she, she's like, I just held it together. And that is something she never even told us about until like a year or two ago. So halfway through middle school before we even had a clue. Um, and that anxiety there, I think that was the, like, I knew she would get anxious on stuff, but that's one thing that's kind of cycled with her. And I don't know if, it's kind of the whole people looking at me saying, I see my, they're seeing me as different and I'm standing out. Um, but then I'm like, that's the beginning of the year. She flies through like, is like top of that class and makes friends. It takes her some time because she doesn't, she's like, I don't know how to talk to these kids. I'm like you talk to them like other kids, you know, but being the mom, I'm not there. Um, yeah. Her good old GT teacher was. And so kind of like, Hey kids, go talk to Dakota. Um, yeah. which Dakota totally saw through. But <laughs> you know, eventually she 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 found her her friends that she could stick with. Um, that transition though, like it's funny. Like I said, I didn't see it as a parent, and I was afraid of that move because I didn't know if she like socially. Um, but she also she wanted to do it, and she seems glad that she did do it. It just kind of breaks my heart that she waited years before telling us, yeah, that was really rough. That was hard. And I'm like, why didn't you say that? And not that I would have changed anything, you know, I mean, yeah. but. But it's one of those, so. like, there's one of those therapy moments where you're like, I can pinpoint exactly when I decided that I was yeah. enough, you know, and she can pinpoint yeah. the moment where she felt, oh, everyone looks at me and I'm different. And like, that's the, like, it makes sense. And only she can like process through of like getting mm-hmm. over that. And then she has your, your brain looks for the evidence, right? Your body, you look for the evidence yeah. of what you think exactly. is true. And so you that's see what, what you want to see. And it's one of those crappy moments where you couldn't have done anything differently. Like coming no. from the parent and that side, it was like, what she could have had a complete reverse reaction if you just took her, you know, I didn't guess say goodbye. Oh, yeah. Everyone loses me. Now I'm scared of leaving people. Like, you know, like she could have had <laughs> yeah. different insecurity around oh. it if she just left, you know? So that's, yes. like, there's no, yeah. there's no winning with this. Like my, no. my friend Nikki always says, she's like, your kids are going to need therapy. You just, you just don't know what it's going to be about. Like, you know, yeah. like you try mm-hmm. not to screw up, but what you think you're screwing up on is totally not what they think you're screwing up on and what they're going to talk yeah. to the therapist about. Like, it's going to be some Like, random... how do you plan for that? <laughs> yeah, you can't. I just, I mean, I make my list, like I joke around, I make my list to give to the therapist so they can, you know, get ahead of the game. But in reality, mm-hmm. what we internalize is what we internalize, you know? Completely. So. Completely. Um, but yeah. That's just crazy. And then she, okay. So... What would you say are the biggest struggles of having a a gifted child, brilliant child? Um, I I always call my kids higher needs. And so I feel like your kid kind of fits in that because they have (laughs) higher needs than the average person. You know, like the average student doesn't require teachers going out of the way to make another lesson. You know, like mine, mine requires so much more because of either the trauma or the dyslexia. Or because he's Jackson, um, you know, yeah. like you know, yeah, so. I, yeah, no, I think, 
Hmm. Like, what would we parents of either just regular neurotypical kids or um, not know? Like, you struggle, like, what would you struggle with with her? Um, or anxiety. Struggles? Yeah, anxiety comes up, and she doesn't necessarily wear it the same way because she already is quiet a lot of times in class, unless you get to know her and she won't shut up. Mm -hmm. I mean, through quarantine, I swear, it's like the meme of you've got a nonstop talking ADHD parrot super glued to your shoulder. (laughs) A lot of the beginning of quarantine for months was like her just coming downstairs and just running. And I'm like, I I, I am trying to teach her and just give me, hold hold on, you know, (laughs) because she needed that lip. But she gets very quiet about stuff. And she's very critical. And it could be that, like I said, you know, people are judging me for this. But even on top of that, her like rethinking something. So recently I helped her. um, She was writing up an essay for a contest through American Legion, I think. And she's like, can you look at it? And what we've learned is she should never ask me to look at stuff because when I do, I'm like, okay, cool. I see. Okay. You got some points here. And I'll tell her, I'm like, it's not flowing. You know, it's, it's really kind of just broken. You're kind of spacey. Let's make it flow. And so we kind of like, she gets kind of up in arms because I told her something's not completely perfect. Um, but then we talk through it. She reformulates it. She puts it in. Well, she turned in this essay for American Legion. And we just found out like a few weeks ago, she won the award for her eighth grade girls from this essay. And I'm like, that's awesome. And at first she's like, oh, I'm so excited. And then she's like, I only won it because you rewrote it. I'm like, I didn't rewrite anything. She's like, no, no, no. When we were working on it, you said it, 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 sounded, it sounded horrible. And so you, you helped me. And made, I'm like, whoa, whoa, back down. She all of a sudden went from, hey, I'm excited that I did something well, to, oh, I didn't really do it well. You did it well. I'm like, I didn't write that for you. It's like she overanalyzes it to see where it's not perfect and there's mistakes in it. And so she puts that pressure on her. And it's so sometimes it's so hard. I'm like, you had these ideas. I told you, yes, let's make a transition sentence. Let's move on. You know, and, but it, and it takes a while to talk her off that ledge. And I can't. A lot of times it's not me. Because once again, I'm that safe place. And so she'll just get mad. And it takes that outside person to come in and say, oh, and like my mom is a great outside person for her. She's like her go-to person. That's cool. And if, if Pabe says, oh, no, you did great. They're like, oh, okay. Um, and so like that anxiety that she can cause in herself and that like super critical so even if something super awesome or something went well or she did well trying to find it's almost like she nitpicks at it and we've never done that the teachers have never done that if any like if anything teachers most of the time they'll like it feels like they gave her like an a or something she's like that was just like junky work i did i just got it done and she'll be honest about it to us it's it's all coming like from inside her head and how do you battle something if you can't see something you know yeah how do you try and support that 
uh, you know, that, you know, no, you're doing awesome. Uh, when yeah. I don't, you, you they have to believe it's it themselves. Hard. Like they have to believe yeah. it themselves. I feel like Zandy does the same thing in the sense that whatever I tell her, she's like, but you're my mom. Like you have to say yeah. that because you have to love me. And I'm like, okay. Like, okay, well, you think what you want to think. Cause there's really nothing right now that I can tell yeah. you, you know? And Chris has to come uh-huh. in and be like, we're not going to convince you that you don't think that you're not stupid. Like I'm not because I can't do that for you. Like you have to think it. I don't, I know you're not, yeah. like, but you have to yeah. think it. So it's like, she almost overthinks that in that sense of like, yes, exactly. And like Dakota really hates it because my master's is in sports psychology and I will start using some of those, you know, techniques. I'm like, well, you know what you're, if you keep thinking that you can't do this or this is going to be a struggle, it's going to be like that. And she really gets frustrated when I start <laughs> to say something like that. But if a teacher or, you know, my mom or someone says something different, then it's like, yeah, you're right. But I'm, I'm like, apparently the safe place to go ahead and argue through it. So I guess it's in one way it's good because at least then I can identify, oh, that's what we're mad about. That's what we're stressed about. I had no idea. Um, because she then just likes to, you know, she'll let it out more, that frustration in front of me. So I guess I could look at that somewhat as a positive, even if it drives me flipping insane. But <laughs> details. Yeah. I don't know. Did you ever like meet any resistance with the district? Like having teachers um, not be able to meet the needs of your child or be able to accommodate the needs of your child or be able to. I mean, they don't have, like she doesn't have an IEP. Like she doesn't. Well, in our state, they don't do that for GT. Okay, in other states, they do. Uh, it would be brilliant if um, they did because that makes sense. Like they, yes. every child should have an individualized education plan. Yes, exactly. 80% will be the same, you know, like yeah. only 50% mm-hmm. will be the same. And then there'll be another bracket and then another bracket. Because in reality, there's some kids like my kids and there's some kids like your kids and there's a whole bunch in the middle, you know? Yeah. I think the biggest, it, I would see it more towards parent-teacher conference times. And we have like two half days for elementary. They have like two half days that the kids leave so that parents can have these meetings. Well, while she was still in elementary school, I was still teaching elementary. So we'd have to schedule a separate time. And I always felt going into those meetings. um, I like to have read there a lot of times because sometimes I just come off as the nice care. Like I can joke around and get my point across kind of parent that also is a teacher, whereas he's a little more blunt. <laughs> he can kind of cut to the chase. I know. It's um, always nice. When, when the, when the Chris speaks, everyone's like, Oh shit. I guess he doesn't yeah. speak the whole time. But then when he speaks, he's like, yeah. this is what's happening. It's yeah. Crazy. Okay. And so um, it's definitely in those that a lot of times it, it felt like, the teachers didn't really mind if we didn't have a parent comment. Oh, she's doing fine. And I'm like, but that's not the point because she, yeah, we know she's doing fine, but is she getting what she needs? And so through elementary, especially majority of the time we come in, it would start off like, Oh, she's doing great. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm like, okay, how are we challenging her? And when Miss Taylor was still at, elementary before she retired we could always depend upon miss taylor to be that person that helped continue to challenge her because she would find ways to work with the classroom teachers to give them extra support because i mean i understand even though her class would stay somewhat smaller in size 
because there weren't more kids added in for the language, it's hard to meet everyone's needs. And Ms. Taylor did a great job of stepping up with that. That's when Ms. Awesome. Taylor left, and that would have been, um, I think that was later in the fourth grade year. First off, the day that, that Ms. Taylor left, um, Dakota never went to class a day. She just stayed with Ms. Taylor, walked around with her the entire day because she knew that was the last day and that was her person. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I, I had the heads up. Miss Taylor called me at school. So I knew what was going on. Um, it was a rough one. And the teachers that came in for that position after, very nice, but they didn't have those years before to know how Dakota was developing um, to really support her like she needed. They didn't have the relationship. They didn't have the relationship of knowing no. what her strengths and weaknesses are, knowing no. when to find the, like, Finding the nuances of when you can push a child and when they're having an emotional day yeah. and you need to kind of laid back and when to and how, you know, what kind of learner she is and how she's progressed in that. And- yeah. And it's not just, okay, the kids are gifted. So, yeah, the way it's set up is they come together and they're working on things during their, their they call it stage in elementary, during their stage time. Um, and it may be projects. Well, Ms. Taylor could see, yeah, Dakota can work on this project with everyone else, but she also needs this. Um, and sometimes that was, she just needed someone to talk to, or she needed extra in this math to feel more challenged, or she needed extra just to step up. Uh, she wanted to explore some app, you know, she recognized that. And it became difficult after that because we always liked to have Ms. Taylor in on those, those teacher conferences. And when she was gone, we didn't feel like we necessarily had that backup. So a lot of the pressure went back onto the classroom teacher. Mm. And they would do everything they could. And they loved her. Um, I can't, you know, it wasn't a situation where you hear where the teachers don't step up and don't do anything. No, these teachers did everything they could. Um, And I think probably those teachers would think now I didn't do enough for Dakota. Well, that's just I've been one being critical of themselves. Yeah, yeah. And so. I mean, we've had that conversation with teachers of like your heart's in the right spot and you're doing everything you physically can, but you don't have the resources yeah. to do. And sometimes the resource of time. Resources, time, like, or this, time. The, or Miss Taylor, or <laughs> Ms., you know, like mm-hmm. there's yeah. certain things that all need to come together. It can't just be the teacher. It has to be the teacher and the admin and the gifted, talented, or in my case, the sped teacher. And, you know, like mm-hmm. resources, which is also money. Like there's all these things that have to come together and all of them have to be present for every child's needs to be met. But when you yeah. have children like ours in the sense of higher need kids, I'm, yeah. calling, I'm calling your kid now a higher need kid where they, Dude, need, gotcha. they need more, you know, they do. They um, need, they need different. And right. sometimes it's, there's the confusion of like more. And that's how a lot of people address, especially when it comes to gifted kids. Oh, just give them more work. That's not how this works. You know, um, I remember I've, I've taught some gifted kids myself that were retained and people are like, how is that? Aren't they smart? The smart kids. I'm like, no, just because you are gifted doesn't mean you're a high achiever. And yes, did I, have I had a teacher drop a gifted kid in my classroom because she couldn't take her anymore. And I had to turn to that little girl. I'm like, why were you licking the bottom of your shoe in your classroom? And <laughs> this kid, you know, Totally get the kid, 
but totally just like when people start to think it's just they need more of this they need something different whether it's your kid my kid you know sometimes it's like we just think well let's just keep shoving the same thing and just put more quantity into it no and that's not what we need we it's like we need a new wheel we don't need more of the same like broken one that keeps going and so yeah i think that's you know a lot comes from that too it's like you don't know what to do well let's just just add some more to it I'm like all you're doing is stressing the kids because you gave them more to do just because you they can do them. 50 problems yeah. in a minute doesn't mean you give them 150 to take up the three minutes that it takes everyone yeah. else to do 50 yeah. like that's a stupid thinking yeah and um, just i mean like in and with any kids i've taught like if a kid's not getting something and i put the repetition in then why am i saying the fault is on them for not getting that and why don't i try a different way of going about it and put repetition in there because maybe I'm not going about it the right way. Have you always had you know? that thought with teaching? Like you said, so you've already mentioned, so you are, you mentioned you're a teacher. You yeah. mentioned you did preschool. Yeah. You mentioned you did first grade. And now you currently do the gifted in yes. middle, middle school. school. Yes. And um, what ha- else have you taught? Um, let's see. There is, well, I came out of college as a college soccer coach for like four years. Um, you know, that past life. Oh yeah. You, you so taught at one of our first. rivals. Well, not the rival, so it's okay, uh, but you taught it. A- yeah, I, I would never teach at the rival. Oh, my gosh. I've trained my children. We don't like the rival. Um, uh, but yes. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anywho. Um, we don't like those people. Nope. Um, although the women's soccer team did beat them to make it to playoffs for the first time in history this last year. Just saying. Just, they I beat them in overtime. That. I saw that. And uh, I remember our friend Killer being mm-hmm. dressed up at Halloween as a – as a Trinity University student that got beaten up by an SU kid. That's right. I remember that too. Oh, you got to love smart school kid rivalry. Oh, it's it's funny. It is funny. But um, I wouldn't have made it into Trinity either. Plenty of <laughs> oh, it's a whole different thing. Okay. But um, so what else where were we? You coached for four years in college soccer coach. I did coach. Um, when I got pregnant with Dakota, I got put on bed rest at like week six. Oi. So, yeah, oi. Um, you bred the whole she time? Turned, no, luckily I got off. But during that time is where we were living in Massachusetts. My husband was athletic trainer at the same univers- uh, same college that I was coaching at. And we just knew that the cost of living and some of the uncertainty, sense of bed rest and everything, that we needed to change something. So we actually went back down in Tennessee at a boarding school. And... The, the pace of life was better. We could afford to, to live there. Um, and where was I going with this? So <laughs> Sorry. <taught. laughs> Mine's drifting. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So then when we, uh, we moved there, I was a dorm parent and I helped uh, coach high school girls and boys for the next like five or so years soccer there. And at the same time I, d- I taught preschool. And so kind of covered everyone from itty bitties to like college kids and like I always like to say the only difference between like my preschoolers and like my high school soccer boys was a height difference <laughs> that was it I'm love them you. both but that's Teenagers all Teenagers are like three-year-olds and there's scientific proof about that how like their brain yeah. is actually developing so rapidly at the very last minute that their impulse control is literally oh. like a three-year-old <laughs> like, oh my like, gosh science no. to it which I think is really really funny yes so true. Okay, so, so then true. you taught preschool. Mm-hmm. And then I came, when we moved to Texas, 
um, I uh, taught first grade for five years and now just finished up the second year of middle school, um, gifted and talented. Oh, this is only your second year so. at T? Uh, yeah. Our school just opened two years ago. So oh, I didn't yep. realize that. I feel like we fell into each- a good friendship really quickly. I was say so. I must have met each other really off quick off the bat then. I mean, she was straight across the hall from me. Yeah, so she misses. It's, now she's like around the corner. I miss her too. It's not the same. She's not that we have a huge. Well, we have a big school because we have like fifteen hundred kids. But you know, like that extra like hundred yards. Yeah. It's okay. I find her. I, I search her out. You, you know, do. she's good I love people. Her. Take care. Of yeah, her. she's um, awesome. Okay. <laughs> so, what made you think I can teach gifted kids then? Like, do you, um, need, a, do you need an extra credential for that? Like, yeah. you need a credential for the sped kids. Yes. Um, and like when I went in, I went on, on emergency certification because I didn't go to school to be, to be a teacher. So I did alternative cert and my first certifications were just the elementary general, general list. So you can do anything like pre-K through six. And I got sped trained. I just never told anyone because essentially like a lot of times if they know that you have sped certification, that's where they pigeonhole you and they never let you go. Well, because they're hard to find good ones. They are. Like really hard. Yes. And so instead, what happened was uh, we have the elementary I was at had a behavior setting. And I'm really good with with, um, kids that just need a different approach. So I would constantly get the behavior unit kids in my class, which is great. You know, love them to death. Um, I always had a walkie-talkie. So like... Hey, so and so has climbed into the cabinet here. No rush, but I'm having a hold of it with one hand. So when you get a set, can you send someone down to give me a hand here? You know, <laughs> um, little things like that. Um, that's so much so good. I'm sorry, yeah. we have no eyes on where she went. She was right there one minute. She's not. She said something about a lizard. <laughs> you know, and I was always good because I'm. You know, I could. I was really good about keeping an eye on the runners, and I could keep up with them too. I'm like. Hey, I'm going out the door. I need someone out front. We're at the flagpole now, you know. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but in in all that, like those years in first grade, what I really, I always ran my class kind of like a gifted class, anyways, because every kid needs a little something different. They need it a different way, and it needs to be engaging. And I think sometimes we're like, we're just going to give the engaging things to those kids that need the extra enrichment and that's a mm. little crap. You know, we need to be finding different ways for all kids to do stuff so that they hold on to it. And I mean, down to like, I was not the greatest at teaching kids to read. So I was in first grade for five years. That's kind of unfortunate, but yeah. I knew kids loved Pokemon and I knew that I could take Pokemon cards and we could break down syllable types to figure out Pokemon names. And the kids were like, oh, Miss Fisher, look, because of this letter here, this is how you say it. Well, that's not how they say it in Pokemon. I'm like, you're right. But they were able to break that down. And it's like, I need it. I'm so sequential. Like, I need stuff like math and science makes sense to me. And like reading and that progression never did. But when I could break it down like that and find ways that the kids were interested in stuff, it was phenomenal. And if I could find a way to put it all into like cool, like projects, like we, we used to go and we had a physics lab with the high school physics class, my first graders in the high school juniors, and we would yeah. compete against them in like an egg drop competition. Oh, that's awesome. And it was super awesome. 
and these kids could explain stuff to you because we were all we had to worry about was to know like forces so like if you push something what's going to happen push and pull up down stuff like that but when i do it with an egg thing these kids are still coming back and they're like in middle school about to go into high school and they're like oh remember when we did that i learned about xyz and i always thought why aren't we doing more of that in the classroom why can't we do more and a lot of it comes down to you need test scores you need to have the kids reading at a certain level my personal i mean my personal opinion is we're pushing like i said we're pushing these kids to do stuff sooner and sooner whereas countries that are realizing kids aren't ready to learn these things until like seven or eight are far surpassing us and so i knew i wanted to be in in a position where i could really foster that better and so my original idea was like i want to do elementary gt these are my people. I love reading storybooks. I love like sitting on the floor with them. Um, and I've thrown out to my principal, I'm like, look, I know our GT teacher's trying to go into admin. I'd like to be considered. She's like, okay, you know, we'll consider that. But at the same time, they'd posted about a middle school position, brand new middle school. I'm like, well, I'll apply and just see. And um, yeah, I got that very fast. <laughs> it was super, super crazy. Because I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, wait, I'm going to middle school. This will be different. The day that I announced that, okay, I'm going to leave elementary after this year, uh, the day after that, our GT teacher for the elementary school I was at said she was moving admin. So I figured it was God's way of saying, you need to move on to a different setting, different kids, yeah, but keep the same idea. And so that's kind of how it, I, I feel like in the position I'm in now, I can help. I, I'm allowed. It's kind of like expected, like to go out and do stuff in a different, weird, gauging, hands-on way. You're not. I wish. About it. Yeah, where and it's harder sometimes in the classroom. But I feel like, like our friend T. You look at her classroom and the stuff she can come up with. Even though she's she's teaching like a core class, and can do stuff hands-on, but not every teacher gets that support in different schools. And not every teacher feels that they feel like they have to go by like, well, this is the natural progression. This is how curriculum is supposed to go. I'm like, that's how you bore someone to death and they don't want to go to school anymore. And so I think I kind of learned it. It was a really long blown out story. You edited a lot of that mess out. I but, edit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. And so just that every kid deserves to, to like have that different sort of, way someone looking out and finding a different way to help address what they need and it could be you need to learn how to read so we need to pull out pokemon cards it could be you're already advanced in math we need to figure out ways for you to start working on geometry with your hands you no matter what your age is and so i wish in the state i'm in that like other states gt is under sped umbrella and i wish it were it would mean more meetings, which is kind of a bummer. More paperwork. That meets a lot. Mm -hmm. But then I think it would force the system, because I'm not going to say teachers. Teachers work their butts off. It would oh, force do. the system to have to recognize and address the needs of more kids instead of just saying, well, you got pulled out for an hour once a week 
are once every two weeks. So that's fine. We've met your need. That's not meeting anyone's need. I mean, like you said, if everyone had an IEP, it would yeah. be, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Like, it, I mean, I understand why the school district wouldn't in the sense of, like, we look at it from their perspective. It's, like, money. IEP is a formal mm-hmm. document that you're now required by law to, like, obey, you know. So there's this whole other realm to it, but that's, the, but that's thinking of, like, the system, not thinking yeah. of the kids. Like if you look at these yeah. kids, it's like, but this is what they need. They need that checks and balances to really make mm-hmm. sure that their needs are being met. Because what if you had a, like, I'm just like, like throwing something out. What if you, ha- what if Dakota was born mm-hmm. to a dual working family that weren't in education, but that did something else that didn't have the capacity to be able to acknowledge this is what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, they would, and I, they would I have can, fallen, yeah. she would have fallen through the cracks. She could have, you know, she wouldn't have mm-hmm. been a delinquent because she's such a people pleaser. That's Reed. Yeah. Reed's the delinquent. <laughs> yes, completely. But, but you know what I'm saying? So there's, all, there's these kids that are falling through the cracks in another way. Like, they're not necessarily like my son, yeah. like my Jackson, who's special needs and falling through the cracks in that way. But instead, it's like they're bored, so they're not reaching their potential. Yeah. Well, and I still contend that, like, in the perfect world, I would love to have all kids at like third grade, once they understand how to take a test, let's test all kids for gifted and talented. Because I had ton, and we need to have a variety of ways to test kids so that, you know what, it's completely possible. And I've had students that are both said for different reasons and they're both gifted. But a lot of times that's not seen because the tests don't show where the giftedness is. And then we're like, well, if your parent, like you said, if your parents don't realize that there's, there's these opportunities that you have these needs that can be addressed to get you tested or for, to push that. I've had tons of kids where I'm like, I, if we could just test them all and then see what all these kids need, even if it's like, okay, you don't qualify for gifted, but it looks like you're really high on this nonverbal, which means maybe you're really good when it comes to solving spatial stuff. Who knows? Then the teacher knows, okay, then what are we doing to try and reach this kid who doesn't get it through words but gets it when they see it. Um, but, you know, no one's asking my opinion. <laughs> they should. They should ask you know, our opinions. We could change the world if people so. were just asking. I'm telling you. No one you. ever asked me about anything. Not even my I'm kids. throwing it out right now to the universe. Come on. Let's do, Let's do this. Let's change Come the on. world. No, it makes I – mean, yeah. I wish I I'm – there, and there's other teachers. And this is what I see all the time. Like, I see the teachers at Zandy's school. Like, they – it wasn't for the lack of trying. It wasn't for the mm-hmm. lack of like their heart being into it. And it wasn't for the lack of like them doing everything in their power. But that's what it ended up being is just they couldn't do anymore because yeah. they don't have the resources and they didn't have the admin support. They didn't have and, the support to yeah. be able to have the time and the resources to, to do something for her. And, and they're like, the and, ones that go to sleep and worry about that. And blame themselves. Like, Yes. Completely. Yeah. We, I mean, we made a point to tell, especially two advisors for Zandy, like when all the <clears throat> lawyer stuff came up, like it isn't you. Like, I don't want you to think it's you. Yeah. Like, I know your heart's in the right spot. I know. And I, and I was, I was honest with them. I was like, you do not have the support in the administration and the resources mm-hmm. as funding to do this for her. Like, it's not you. Like you did yeah. everything you could. It's not 
Because I know, like, teachers are going to wait, say from the middle, well, I should have tried this, or I should have. Because they would come to us going, I tried this, da 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 Hey, maybe you could, you know, and we would get text messages and emails from the teachers, like, try, like we were all batting our head going, we got to get her out of this brain of, like, I'm stupid, I'm done, and, like, get her into a spot of empowerment so she can at least stay in class so she could learn, mm-hmm. you know? So. Well, then you went in, like, like I'm sure, I know you, y'all have gone through but then the decision, and we talked with Dakota before, especially when she's going to middle school, now going to high school, is there a better middle school? Is there a better high school that will help with your needs more? But in doing that, you're also like pulling away from a system that maybe your your kiddo is trying to hold on to and establish into, like the teachers, the support, but that's not the best place for them to be. You know, it's... Like, Dakota going into high school right now, like, she had the option of, I mean, she goes to the, the big high school, and that's fine. There's tons of options, but we also have, like, an early college high school that focuses more on project-based learning, and I think it plays to her skill sets and forces her to have to think in different ways, even though it's not, quote-unquote, a gifted and talented, like, campus, Yeah. the way they do it does, but it also means you sacrifice a lot of her friends are going to the other high school. They'll have different opportunities. They'll have sports, things that she won't have that she also enjoys. And it's tough because I know, I mean, trying to find, I've had friends. We're trying to find, um, actually one student I can think of, dyslexia was his big hitching point. He was retained. He actually was in my class um, twice because I had such a strong relationship. He was really a big thing for him came down to his age and maturity in that second year just blew off the charts, but they chose, okay, we're not going to keep him in the school. It's not because we don't love the school, but this school can do more for him because yeah. they've got the programs, they've got the resources. And then it still tore them up and tore him up because he had to leave where he had grown to enjoy and felt comfortable as well. Yeah. And I hate that we have to make those decisions. And we can't have all the resources we need everywhere the kids need them. But and then you perfect have, world. You have to think about like that, like the, okay, so do you put academics above social, emotional? Like, is it better to have like a well-rounded <sighs> person and not like traumatize yes. them? Or is it better and, for them to like yeah. be able to reach their academic potential? But then by reaching their academic potential, you're actually lowering their emotional IQ a little bit. And which then is, like, which one's yeah. more important? Like, oh, I hate parenting. <laughs> And it's a crapshoot because it's like, do you know that this place is going to have more friends or less friends for them? You know, like, is this going to be a better better fit overall? And you don't know the answer. It's not like you need you you need this medicine to solve this problem. Nope. It's like, well, let's just be hopeful that this is going to work out and that this will help out. And that's it's just it's stressful. See, and I, I think that's where the biggest similarities of having yeah. a gifted, brilliant kid and having a kid with intellectual disabilities or dyslexia or whatnot of like, in the end, it's your child and you just want the best. And you, see, I'm crying. I didn't think I was going to cry in this episode. Uh, Look at you. You made me cry. cry. It was unintentional. I, I know. I try not to make people cry if I can avoid <laughs> It's easy. I mean, at any given moment, <laughs> show me a cat video and I could cry. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like in the end, you just want for your, you, you so desperately want the best for your kid and you don't want to screw it up. 
Like that's yeah. where it comes from for me. It's like I don't want to make the wrong decision. I want to make the best decision so that my Zandy, my Lexi, and my Jackson can be the best Zandy, Lexi, and yeah. Jackson. But we don't have – a, a, you don't know the future, so, you know, they're yeah. all – as my friend of Nikki, they're and all going to need the, therapy for something. You just don't know what it's going to be. But, you know. And the, it's, it's so not the same solution for them all. You know, oh. I'm like – my daughter ended up going to a middle school that continued on the dual language program because she needed to keep that Spanish challenge, even though she's timid and she can write Spanish brilliant, just like she's writing English, but she'll never speak it. Cause she's not comfortable with it. My son did just as well, but he is more drawn to the connection with his friends and is going to go to a completely different middle school and not worry about that. Now, the only thing that concerns me is it's also a middle school that does project-based learning just like mine. So then I go into that more critical mode of, okay, then I expect that that will, you're going to be challenging him in that way. So it's going to be like a new set of struggles now (laughs) because, you know, two kids, two different things and two different setups and scenarios. And so, you know, I'm glad they're not cookie cutter, but it does. It does uh, make it for mine look exactly the same. Like they are cookie cutter. Yeah. And they are completely <laughs> different. <laughs> like it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. All right, Andrea. Well, I um <sighs> uh, appreciate you just sharing this because I feel like as a special needs mom, sometimes we put I know I do. I know that I tend to go, well, it's because I have a special needs kid. I have, you know, and you forget yeah. that some things are just motherhood and then some things are in other classifications, like having a gifted child, which is on a totally a different end of the spectrum that I wouldn't naturally put us as having the same yeah. struggles, you know? Um, but, I th- you know, I think all of us, I think it's just society has kind of put us all in this whole, like, social media, my life is amazing. Look at this. We only post the best stuff. And, like, let's just be honest, life sucks sometimes. And that's okay. We, we, we're all in the same boat together. And yeah, the kids may look different. The kids may have different identifiable struggles, but underlying a lot of times, like we're all dealing with, you know, kids growing nice, kind, confident kids that hopefully believe in themselves. And so it's tricky. I don't have the answer yet. We'll just see how it turns out. My my goal, though, is when the kids go to therapy, I'm hoping, like, the random things we've done, like, the fact that we have a family set of inflatable T-Rex costumes. <laughs> I want their therapy sessions to be on stuff like that. Like, oh, they made us dress up like inflatable T-Rexes and take pictures in the blue bonnets. You know, I'm just hoping the therapist at least gets a kick out of some of the stories. Well, I don't know what will come up. So, just hopeful. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be interesting. To, I, I'm actually I'm curious what... Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I always tell my kids I want to high five them in the face. And I'm like, that's not the nicest thing. But I'd say the joke, like pretending to high five them in the face. And I'm pretty sure one day they're going to say something and I'll be like, oh, that doesn't come across right. <laughs> it's so like, funny. Huh. But that's why, I, that's, I mean, you're doing a great job in the end. They're, they're taking your example of being kind and fun and silly, which, I mean, like, like you said, we yeah. just want our kids to be good human beings. You know, yeah. and whatever way they get there and whatever struggle they have to get there, it's hopefully that we can get them there, you know? Exactly. And you're doing a phenomenal job and you're sharing that message out with other people that, you know what, life can be crazy, but it's okay. 
And so, way to rock it, Patty. You're awesome too, girl. Thanks. You're awesome as well. Thanks. We're pretty awesome. You are pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for riding on the denial bus. But your stop's coming up. You're going to have to get off. Get back to the real world. Life. Don't worry. You got this. 